All right, so for everybody waiting to see Stern Pinball's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you are not going to have to wait very long. So they are going to show this game tomorrow, Tuesday, to the distributors. And we know when that happens, photos always leak when they do the conference call with the distributors. And then we are going to get the full game reveal on this Wednesday, the press release, which has the details of this game, is dated for this Wednesday. So this is the week in which we finally are going to see Stern Pinball's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we're going to talk all about what I know is in this game on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. And I have to say, I don't have pictures. Now, normally by now, I would have pictures. And you know me, if I had the photos of the game or if I had a teaser video, I would have leaked it by now. But I don't, but I know people who do have photos, who do have the video, and who do have the press release. So I will say that these people don't want to spoil Stern's launch of the game, but they have given me details. And on this episode, 300, I think, in 85 or 86 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, here is what we know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number one, it is a John Borg-designed game. Number two... Zombie Yeti is the artist. Number three, Dwight Sullivan is on the code. Now, what else do we know is going on in this game? And I'm going to go down a list of things that are in this game. And we can we can see if how much of this I'm right and how much of this I'm wrong. But here you go. Are you ready? Here is what is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, the first thing we know is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, much like the Munsters, which was also designed by John Borg, is going to feature two bank targets. Now, what I mean by that, if you look at the monsters, it's going to be a target on the left side and a target on the right side. That's a long bank that you hit where the letters you spell out are going to spell either April or layer. So April or the Ninja Turtle layer. Now, here's what's going to, I think people are going to be upset about. These are not individual drop targets that you spell out April or layer. It's one big bank target just like the Munsters. And we know people did not like that in the Munsters, so I think this is going to be bad news for people. But there's more stuff that we know than just that. The second thing we know happening in Ninja Turtles game is that there is going to be the Ninja Turtles van. Now, this van is where you're going to lock balls for multi-ball. So the van will hold four balls that will will be released for multi-ball. Now I'm hearing that this van that holds and releases and locks balls is only opening and releasing balls on the premium and the LE model. So the pro model of the game will not feature uh, the Ninja Turtle van uh, that holds and locks balls. Now that doesn't mean uh, that the van won't be there, but I don't think it's gonna be the same kind of van that's in the premium or the LE. The third thing we know is that Ninja Turtles is going to feature a magnetized pizza mech that is a reuse of the X-Men Magneto magnet mech. So if you if you've seen X-Men, how the ball has a it gets magnetized in the middle and then the balls rotate around it, there's going to be a pizza mech that is a reuse of that mechanism from X-Men. So magnetized pizza mechanism in the game. The third thing we know, we talked about this, is there's going to be an ability for the player to control diverting the pathway of the ball. And the way that's going to work in Ninja Turtles is the player can control Raphael on a glider. So he's, you know, picture Raphael the turtle on a glider and you can move him 
I guess, left and right to determine the pathway of the ball. So maybe it's three options. Uh, but take a look at the shadow diverter, and that's going to be Raphael on a glider. And the player will be able to lean him in, in a, one direction or the other to choose the pathway of the ball. Uh, the fifth thing I know about this game is that Krang is going to make an appearance. Now, you know Krang. He's like the brain character. Uh, he's going to appear in his walker. He's not appearing in the... In, you might know him when he's inside the, the big, tall, yellow guy. I don't know his name. The body. And then he's in like the chest area. No. He also has like his little mechanical walker with legs. And that's how he's going to appear. And is he's going to bounce up and down. I think his head goes up and down. So it's that's not... Doesn't sound like a real interactive mech that's going to be that interesting, uh, but that is what the Krang mech is in the game. There are three flippers in Ninja Turtles, three flippers, which, which I think people are going to like, and the third flipper is actually an upper left flipper, and there is also a hole underneath the upper left flipper in which the ball can sneak into. So this is a three flipper game, with an upper left flipper, which I think people want. I think we haven't had an upper left flipper game from Stern in a while, and, and most of this stuff has been upper right flipper. So what else do we know about Ninja Turtles? So in the press release, something that a lot of people have been speculating is this game will have internet connectivity. Now, I am, I am not seeing anything in the press release that talks about internet connectivity or even talks about four-player co-op mode. That doesn't mean that those things won't be in there. It's just not in the press release. Now, if, if, if this game was going to be internet-connected, you think Stern would make a pretty big deal about that. Now, what is on the screen of the game? I'm hearing the screen of the game is the Turtles Lair. So think of Deadpool and how Deadpool's... Uh, you know, the game takes place in, in Deadpool's like game room. This game is going to be a lot like that. You're going to see the turtles layer and that is going to be the focal point of the animations in the game. Now, what about the art packages to this game? So here's what we know. The LE is green armor. One side is Bebop and Rocksteady in the drill. And the other is turtles in the van. So if you want an LE of this game, that's what the art is. Bebop and Rocksteady in the drill, and the other one's got turtles in the van. And the back glass is a final battle-style back glass where the turtles are on one side and the bad guys are on the other side. On the premium, we have turtles in the middle fighting Mausers with Shredder on one side and Krang on the other. And the cab is them peeking out from the sewer. Bebop and Rocksteady are on the, the back box head of the game. So that's the premium edition of the game. The pro looks good too. It has the general turtles being fun with pizza and Shredder and Krang on the back box head of the game. Instead of the glider, the pro has some other weird thing where the ramp returns split. Not quite sure what that is, but I don't think it's controllable like the glider in the game. Uh, no Krang on the Pro, and Van doesn't open or release balls on the Pro. Okay, so now we know the difference and what's going to be in the Pro and out of the Pro. Pro's not going to have the Van that opens it up and releases multi-balls. It's not going to have controllable diverter, and it's not going to have the Krang toy on it either. All right, so what else do we know about Ninja Turtles? So basically, 
that's it. I mean, this game to me sounds like it's going to reuse some of the stuff from Stern's past. Uh, the drop bank targets not being in the game are going to be disappointing. I just don't think those those that target bank is very satisfying. But the rest of it sounds pretty cool. A, a turtle's van that opens up and releases multi balls. You got magnets in the game. You got three flippers. Not sure if there's a subway system. I kind of like when I was hearing the hype of this game of balls going up and down, and I, I I'm not hearing like a sewer system kind of mechanism in this game. So we will see. I I, I think there's a lot of different pathways for the ball to go from what I'm hearing from people. Uh, the artwork I hear is a combination of Ninja Turtles artwork from back in the day and Zombie Yeti sort of combining his style with the classic look of the Ninja Turtles. And so I think on some of the characters like Krang, he gets much more detailed and brings his style to the game. Uh, On some of the other items in the game, uh, he's being inspired by what we know. Now, look, this is all going to be out there in a few days. So I trying to describe, it's like me trying to describe something I haven't even seen yet is, is kind of silly. Now, how do I think this game is going to be received? So I, I, think, I think people are on the fence with Ninja Turtles as it is. I, I think there's fans who feel the nostalgia, and I think there are people out there who could care less about Ninja Turtles. So I am curious to see how quickly these games sell and if the LEs like sell out right away and I'm not sure it's going to create that kind of frenzy I I think this this theme is a little bit polarizing for people even as I play the theme song I I get a little giddy it reminds me of when I was a kid during Saturday morning cartoons but I also it's not like take my money now kind of theme and I think a lot of people feel that way will this game feel like another Borg title with rehashed ideas. And and we know that John Borg does get, he does get criticized for that. So we shall see if this game feels more original and more refreshing uh, than what we've seen from Borg uh, in the past. Now, the big question mark too is Dwight Sullivan coding this game. How far along will code be? Stern's had a few extra months to get the code more polished. But to me, he is the ultimate he is the ultimate question mark on this game. And 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 we know we're going to see a great art package from Zombie Yeti. We know there's going to be colorful stuff in the game. We know about the mechanisms already. I would be most nervous about the code and really understanding if, if this game is going to deliver the kind of coding excitement that people want from pinball machines. And Dwight's been 0 for 2, 0 for 3 lately. I, I, I can't remember the last Dwight game in which people said you knocked it out of the park with the code. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Munsters, right? Which one of those games gets held up as being a great coded game? None of them. So we shall see if if he can finally break out of his rut with Ninja Turtles, okay? So what else is going on? And, And I mean it when I say it, I don't have pictures of this game. See, I put up a post yesterday that might have been a little confusing. I said, Ninja Turtles photos are starting to surface and be shared. If you have them, share them with me and I'll leak them. Or no, I said, I said PM me and I'll happily leak them. Okay, I if I have stuff, you know me, I will leak it right away. So everyone's PMing me 
asking me for the photos. So please don't, I don't have anything. But if you do have Ninja Turtles photos, if you have the video and you don't want to get in trouble with Stern by being the person who puts it out in the world, I will happily, I will happily share it with the world and take the arrows from the Stern Pinball marketing team. It's what I do. And I also just want to say for the record, I, I do think it's kind of hysterical that, you know, I have some friends who are over at Stern. I have never, ever, ever, ever received any leaked information from anyone over there. And you know who I'm friends with. I'm friends with Jared. I'm friends with a few other people over at Stern. Never, ever, ever have I received a leak by any of those individuals. The people that leak this stuff, I'm telling you, it goes to distributors. And distributors get a package that has the press release, it has assets, it has videos, and those distributors are sharing it with their customers that are supposedly the customers they trust. And those people hit me up and they love to brag about how they have it and I don't have it yet. And all I need, all I need is one of those people to feel like, all right, let's let Canada spoil the day. Now look, it's gonna happen this week. I, I, I can't wait to see it like the rest of you. And, and, and I'm not in this to spoil Stern's reveal. So if I get stuff early, I will absolutely share it. It's just a pinball machine. I do think it's funny how overprotective we are over the silence of this game. Everyone knows what the game is. Everybody knows who the artist is. Everyone knows who's coding it. Everyone knows who's designing it. They're, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so silly that they're still trying to keep this a secret. Everyone knows it's Ninja Turtles. So there's absolutely nothing, there's absolutely nothing they're going to show us that's going to be that surprising. And it's not. It, and it's also this, I, I, and I mean this when I say this, it's going to just be another Stern machine, right? Sometimes I feel like with each Stern release, people are expecting to see something that's going to blow them away. And when I hear about the descriptions of this game, it still feels like a Stern machine where they're building it with parts off the shelf. It, it doesn't feel like there's going to be some amazingly magical mech in this game that we've never seen before. It doesn't feel like they're gonna integrate online play in a way we've never seen before. It just doesn't feel like it. And for the amount of money we're spending on this game, we're not going to get a topper. You know, you're going to get what you expect. And so it, and, and it, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Let me, I mean, that's a caveat. Stern games are stern games are stern games. But sometimes I feel like people expect every new stern to sort of like raise the bar to another level. I think this is going to come out being very colorful. I think it's going to come out as a very fun theme. I think the normal cycle will occur with this game where people will see it and say, awesome. And then a day later, oh man, what's with these, you know, these target banks, these are, this is lazy. And then people are going to see it streamed and they're going to have something to complain about. It's, it's the natural way in which these games are released. Now, Again, I think the major thing here is this. Will they be able to generate enough hype to get crazy sales on this game? And, and lately it's felt like a stern game comes out and if it doesn't completely blow people away, it's so quickly forgotten. Like nobody cares about Stranger Things anymore. Nobody. Stranger Things came and went and it's one of the biggest properties in the world and somehow Stern just released a complete dud. Now, do you guys know this, that Stranger Things was supposed to come out before Jurassic Park? That Brian Eddy was working on this game for so long and they just couldn't get it to work right. And even when they launched it, that's why it launched without the projector. It's why it launched without the UV kit. This game 
and, and I think everyone realizes it now, this game was a, a creative idea that just failed to execute properly. And now it's just going to be forgotten. It really is. I mean, you can still go get a Stranger Things LE new in box. They're just sitting there. They're just sitting there. They're, no one's paying over. No one, they're not hard to get. And there's really not a lot of buzz about this game. There's a few owners that are trying to make this game. Oh, yeah, it's really great. No, no, nobody cares. Nobody cares about Stranger Things. It's a great game to buy for $9,000 if you want to lose $2,000 in two months. All these LEs are going to be selling for $7,000. The only ones hyping Stranger Things, think about it. The only people hyping Stranger Things are distributors because they're sitting on inventory. If you don't know how it works, this is how it works with distributors. They have to commit to a certain number of LEs and they have to buy that many LEs every time a Stern game comes out. So if you want 15 Ninja Turtle LEs because you're confident you're going to sell 15, you have to commit to 15 Black Knight LEs. You have to commit to 15 Munster LEs, 15 uh, of uh, Stranger Things LEs. And that's how it works. And so that's great for Stern. Because they've already pre-sold all of their LEs to all their distributors before they release every game. And, LE, and, and LEs sometimes are the, you know, they're making distributors the most money if they can get as many as possible. But then what happens when you land on an LE that's not flying out the door, okay? Now, I think the whole LE market is completely softened. I, I really do. I think the last LE that was like, take my money now, sold out immediately was Iron Maiden. But I think since then, people have realized that these things are not that limited. They're not that rare. They're not that hard to get. That if you just wait, you'll find one. Like I'm seeing Elvira LEs are still available for MSRP. You can get Stranger Things. You can get Jurassic Park. You can pretty much go find any LE you want and you won't have a hard time. If you just pause, this week is going to be when the hype is the highest. If you just chill out and sit back and wait, you probably will be able to find this stuff pretty easily. Now, we'll see. We'll see. This game could come out and blow people away and, and, and everyone rushes to buy it. One of the factors that I'm curious about is all the pent-up money and all the pent-up boredom and cabin fever and desire to put a new game in people's homes. Will Ninja Turtles capitalize on that? And I do think there are a lot of people out there who have canceled their vacations, who have canceled their trips, who aren't driving as much, who aren't eating out as much. And a lot of that money that is used for non-essentials and luxury things might go to this game. And people might be looking at this as, I might as well put a new toy in the home because we're not going to be going out as much this summer. So that is something that I'm curious to see if it translates into faster and quicker sales for Ninja Turtles. All right, what else? So where is Heavy Metal? I, I thought we'd see Heavy Metal before Turtles, but now it seems like Turtles will be the lead horse. It makes sense. Stern is turning the line back on. Get the game on the line now. Now, I also think now that it's common knowledge, and this is, I, I, believe me, this is happening 100%. I'm, I'm hearing this is confirmed, that Keith Elwin is doing Godzilla. Now, knowing that Keith Elwin is doing Godzilla and that game is coming out this year, do you think people will hold off on Ninja Turtles and wait for Elwin's Godzilla? It's a Keith Elwin Godzilla game. We know that Elwin is a huge fan of the Sega version of Godzilla. So will people say, let me wait and let me see what he does with that. We also have Steve Ritchie's all original 
Led Zeppelin game coming out this year. So nothing that Stern's doing this year is a mystery. Led Zeppelin by Steve Ritchie and Godzilla by Keith Elwin and Ninja Turtles by, by John Borg. Okay, so that's it. Those are your three big titles coming out from Stern this year. So there's no mystery to what's happening. Throw in some Guns N' Roses. Throw in some Raza. Throw in some Lebowskis that are available. Throw in some Rick and Mortys. Right? There's a lot of options. Chicago Gaming Company, they're not done this year. They've got Cactus Canyon coming. That's supposed to be a pretty sweet package. So it, it's, it's going to turn back on. It's going to turn back on. And ultimately, it's going to be the most competitive year in pinball because there are going to be less people buying these games from an operator's level. It's very interesting to see how operators respond to Ninja Turtles because almost every operator out in the world right now is struggling to figure out how to turn back on their arcade. And so are they going to rush to buy Ninja Turtle Pros? Why would they? You know, there's operators right now that are raising money to stay in business, one of which I'm helping, and, and that's Jack Bar in New York City. My friend John, he's raising money because he's had no customers for over a month, and he, rent hasn't stopped, and he still owes money. He set up a GoFundMe, and if you're following me on Facebook, there is a GoFundMe out there to raise money for Jack Bar. If you can donate, great. Now, I know people out there, I, I got some pushback, people being like, well, Canada, you're a hypocrite. Why are, why are you saying save Jack Bar when you're saying that operators are going to get decimated by COVID? Uh, I didn't create COVID. I'm just observing the reality that if you have a location and you have a pinball bar, you are going to suffer significantly because of the safety measures in place. I didn't create that. I'm not rooting for that. I'm not rooting for operators to go out of business. You know, and there's also people that are like, well, I don't set up GoFundMes. I don't want handouts. I'll do what it takes to, to, to raise capital. You can sell machines. And John is auctioning off a bunch of stuff. Speaking of which, he's auctioning off Jersey Jack Pinball's Twippy for best theme for Willy Wonka. And I think the price got up to somewhere like 1200 bucks maybe more i, I want to say it's it's almost at two thousand dollars now which is crazy so if you go on ebay there's jersey jack pinballs twippy for best pinball theme and and for some reason people are valuing that at a significant amount of money and that's great for john and it's great for someone who loves this theme he's doing what he's doing and, and i support him and i and i said this to someone who was like calling me out last night i'm like john's a friend i'm just trying to help a friend out I could care less about the future of pinball. I could care less about arcades around America. I, I, I honestly, like, it's not that I want them to go out of business, but like, I don't wake up every day and feel like I have an obligation to save pinball. And I don't have an obligation to save location, location pinball wherever it exists. I have a friend who's got a newborn baby. In my mind, that's all I care about. He has a new family and I know him personally, and I'm trying to help him, okay? You know, this notion that you, you, you're hypocritical because if you're really trying to save pinball, then you should advocate people getting back out there and playing these games, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm going to advocate for people to be safe, to do the right thing. And look, we all know it. Playing pinball right now on location is a play-at-your-own-risk scenario. And I'm not sure it's worth the risk. And it, is it hypocritical of me to show up at Jack Bar and buy a few drinks and donate some money? I don't think so, okay? Help who you will help. But this notion that pinball won't survive unless we keep it out, and no, get out of town. 
The majority of pinball is in people's homes. It's not out on location. And this notion that pinball needs to survive is so moronic. It's going to survive, but you do really think there's gonna be all these new inbox pinball machines for the next five to 10 years? Do you really think that's the trajectory of this hobby? A world in which young kids can barely find jobs. A world in which young kids can barely pay for school. What do you think this, this generation is going to grow up and see the value in a pinball machine for six to $12,000? People are out of your minds, like out of your minds. I get that some of you have good careers. Some of you have pinball machines in your game rooms and some of your kids enjoy the pinball machines, but that is the... 1% of society, okay? For if you were to ask me, how can pinball survive? Like what's the best thing pinball could do to remain relevant and get new buyers? Make great pinball machines. Make pinball less confusing. Make pinball machines that are based on properties that make people want to own them. That's what I would do. Just give the people what they want and your pinball company will be around for a long time. All right, so before I sign off, I just wanna let all of you know that you might have seen some stuff I've been posting on my social media channel around Jersey Jack Pinball and the factory in New Jersey closing down for good and the move to Chicago. Now, I'm here to tell you this, that Jersey Jack Pinball, as you know it, is a completely different company. I've started to allude to some of that with some of my recent shows, but more is to come on this. And I've been speaking to a variety of people over there who have been involved in this transition. And you're going to hear on upcoming episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast, more of the story that most of us have never heard before and more of the color and more of the detail on what has happened over at Jersey Jack Pinball. And I think it's a, it's a pretty much a tragic tale. It, it really is. It, it's one that I know they don't want you to hear, but it's one that I think is important to tell. And so for a lot of you out there, this, this story means a lot to me because there's a lot of people that were personally affected by this move. And, and I think a lot of these people who worked really hard to give you the games that you love a lot of them are being forgotten and they will not be forgotten because I will tell the story of these people and what they went through and, and what happened at Jersey Jack Pinball. Okay, so more to come on that. A lot to come on that, by the way. Okay, so everyone, Ninja Turtles. This is a week all about Ninja Turtles. It's a week about a new game. And we know that whenever there's a new game, it is a celebratory moment in pinball, unless the title is called Oktoberfest. All right, everyone, have a great day. More to come this week. Obviously, lots of episodes coming this week with the new pinball launch, and we will be back probably Wednesday to discuss what we think of Ninja Turtles pinball. Have a great day, everyone. Mm -hmm.